Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everybody, Scott Patterson. I am all in podcast. We are going to run a uh, um, a panel discussion that I had with uh, uh, Sean Gunn at the uh, GalaxyCon convention in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, a little while ago. And uh, hope you enjoy it. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. All in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Gunn, Scott Patterson, the Gilmore Guys. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hello, gentlemen. How has your weekend been so far? It's busy. We're busy. Good to be in uh, Raleigh-Durham, that's for sure. Uh, it's been 41 years since I've been in Durham. I was a former Durham Bull. Nin- 1981, and it's nice to be back and uh, see all these smiling faces. Easy. That's cool. Yeah, I, li- I like being here. I, uh, I was at a convention here like, five, like six years ago, maybe, five or six years ago. Um, and haven't been back since, but it's wonderful. Um, I just got in. I can't wait to explore the city a little more, but uh, it's been great. Awesome. We're happy to have you guys. Uh, so we'll kind of get into it. We kind of have to. That's the whole point of this. Um, Gilmore Girls, cult phenomenon that spans gender, age. It's just, it's like this show that just tapped into a vein that television I think almost didn't really expect. Um, did you guys know that right off the page? Did it come to you? Was it apparent? Yeah, I, it was unusually, um, you know, I, I don't refer to it as sticky. You know, Amy grew up 
uh, with a father who was a stand-up comic, and she had all of these uh, legends in her living room, uh, Don Rickles and Dom DeLuise and all the leading comedians of the day. So, and, and it extends itself into Maisel, where the character is, it, it's like, get over it already, Amy. Write a show about a stand-up comic that's a, 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 a woman. And she did in Gilmore Girls, too, because Lorelai is basically a stand-up comic. Because, and, and a lot of other people on the show, Sean being one of them, uh, and one of the finest uh, physical comedians that I've seen. Um, and unsung, and that aggravates me, which is why I have a podcast. And uh, here's a secret I asked Sean to be my co-host, but he was, he's so busy being a movie star, he can't do it. <laughs> and God bless him. God bless him. Um, but I think, I think that's unique in any type of a, a, a television endeavor where the lead character is just doing joke after joke after joke after joke after joke. And it kind of makes sense. You know, it's not too far afield. So I think that's the secret power of the show, amongst all the other obvious reasons. Um, but to put it in a sort of a, a, you know, a sort of a family drama of that kind of depth and power and meaning, and especially in a Daniel Palladino written episode, I'm finding a pattern where it's everything is light and funny and charming, and then at the end there's a heavy moment, um, and he really just rips your heart out with it. So I, I just think the writing is unusually uh, um, powerful, uh, but it's but you get to enjoy this, all these great jokes. So I think that's the uniqueness of it. Yeah, I, uh, that's interesting calling Lorelei a, a stand-up. It's true. There's, it really is. There's a lot. There's a large element of that. Um, you know, Scott was with the show from the, the very, very top. And I came in a little bit later. I was on the first episode after the pilot. Um, and uh, and I, didn't know, I didn't know anything about the show. And I had no idea whether it would be successful or not. I think if you asked me then, I probably would have guessed no. Um, but I, I don't, but not because of, but, but, but partially just because I didn't, I didn't quite see where it fit, you know? And it was like, um, like you can tell by when they were award nominations in the first year it was up for comedy and then they changed it to drama or something like that and like the and 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 it was like oh this show doesn't know exactly what it is which i thought at the time might hurt it but it turns out and we've seen this in television that audiences had much more of a taste for that than people knew so that turned out to be actually one of the big strengths of the show that it that it was that it did both that it really was you know as as, as you were just talking about it would be funny and then heavy and it would kind of go back and forth. But, um, but I really, the, the thing is, is that, you, you know, great writing will always shine through. It'll always rise to the, rise to the surface and, and make something really good. And the, sh and the writing on the show is terrific. So, um, so looking back, I think, of, I think me now would read it and say, oh, this is a surefire hit because the writing's great and that's really all you need. Um, but uh, it's been a hell of a ride. When I, just to um, elaborate a little bit, um, and I know we have other questions, but when I got on the set for the first time in Toronto, in Unionville, where we shot the pilot, I went uh, a little bit early because I wanted to sort of check out Luke's diner and what it was going to be all about and spend a little time in it. And Lauren and Alexis were sitting there rehearsing a scene in the diner. And the chemistry between them was so good and so easy and so free that I thought, boy, this, is, this, this might be something. You know? And then I remember having a conversation with Lauren. Amy would have a Christmas party every year at her house, this massive palatial estate. Um, and I remember having a conversation with, with Lauren at that party. You know, what do you think? It's, how long do you think it's going to go? And we both kind of agreed that it would, it would go at least five years. So that was my gut reaction, that it was gonna, we're going to get over 100 episodes. We're going to get the cake. See, the executives come out of their suites and give you a cake if you get 100 episodes. You know, it's like, congratulations for your 100th episode. You know, because so few get to 100 episodes. Um, and, and so our show amazingly paid for all of their duds <laughs> that they lost money on. Um, 
Um, but very grateful to be a part of it. Um, but yeah, I thought it would go about five. I remember at the time that Will and Grace had gone 100 episodes and all of the, all of the actors on the show got Mercedes uh, to celebrate. Like that, the network gave them as a gift, gave them Mercedes. And I'm like, I, I wonder what we're going to get. And I think I, I got an actual tote bag. <laughs> oh, WB. <laughs> I mean, they, did, they just didn't have the budget, you know. God bless. <laughs> Not even a bracelet, like a cubic zirconium or something bracelet. Get a picture of a car. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, well, it looks like we actually have a question. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and see what we have. What's your name? Naomi. Hi. And I'm enjoying it for a second time watching the show with my daughter, who is 14. So it's a lot of fun for me. But to piggyback on what you were saying, the banter of the episode is is fast paced. How often? Oh, I started a line now. <laughs> How many takes would it take to get through a typical scene? Uh, it varied. Um, but, uh, you know, we'd, we had to do a lot of takes because it was... Uh, um, first of all, we shot right next to an airport um, oh. <laughs> and often outside. Uh, we're right, right by Burbank Airport, which is funny. But also, you know, the, the, the pattern... And the rhythm of the show is very specific, and everything had to be verbatim. Uh, and so, and if it wasn't, we would do it again. Um, and it's and it, it in the moment it feels you know when you're working really long hours and whatever it can be be like, damn it, really, you know. Um, but but it it but when you see it in retrospect, it had to be that way. Like it had the show had to work the way that it that it worked. It's like a it's like a, a Rube Goldberg machine or something yeah, like that. I was gonna say it's a precision machine. Yeah, it it absolutely is. Yeah, and uh, so sometimes it would take a lot. It would it would take a long time, but uh, we generally knew our lines, so it was all right. <laughs> we, had a, we had one director who will remain nameless, who was very good uh, director. Really knew where to put the camera, which is half the battle, um, and. Uh, we referred to that director as Takeity McTake because we did so many takes with that director. And I think that, that Jess, remember when I pushed Jess in the lake? Well, there's a walk and talk before that scene. We shot that 30 times. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah that's where your Mercedes went. <laughs> You're spending it all on tape. <laughs> there was a, there's, a, there's a long walk through the, um, through the fake snow in season one, that's like every like all these townspeople. It was probably the it was probably the fourth episode I did, maybe fourth or fifth, and uh, and yeah, that was it was after midnight, and it was uh, and I think we I think we did over forty takes of that like this, of know. that shot, and it was long and all the way through, and it was like, and that fake snow is not that fake snow is like made of of shredded paper. Finely shredded paper, which, um, you know, I, I hope, uh, I hope it didn't have any long-term health. Uh, I have, did you have some. In yeah, room. right. <laughs> yeah, some <laughs> padding. <laughs> Fake snow lung. Yeah. Hi, guys. Love you both very much. Love you back. Uh, I would love to know what was the best and worst advice you got when you were starting out as an actor? Uh, best advice on a, for TV acting is <laughs> stumble. No. Uh, come in talking, which means know your lines, cold. Uh, and the worst advice. Uh, Hold that thought. I'll, I'll do best advice too because I also can't think of worst advice yet. But for, I, th I think for me the best advice is pre prepare your audition as though you've already gotten the job. Um, so that you're not, I think it's a, a very, very common mistake for actors to be like, I, I, just tell me what you want and I'll do that. And they think that it's up to somebody else to like, to like let them know how they're supposed to be um, playing a scene when it's just, you gotta just kind of decide and go for it and then you're either right for it or you're not generally. Right, right. Um, Take over the room, flip the psychology. You gotta understand something. If they're seeing us, you know, 
they're making offers to names, and they're not getting callbacks from their big, powerful agents, and they're pissed off, and they don't want to see you. They're not interested in seeing you. There's 20 of me. There's 40 of me. They don't care. So you got to do something to get their attention, you know? And that, that actually, I actually did that, and it worked. I got the job. <laughs> I believe it. I, and I, yeah, I was just, I had an opening for a good line there. But, but no, he, he's right. It is, you have to, uh, it's like, it's, it's, there always has to be something that's going to, to single you out. Although what I was going to say is the funny thing is, is that a lot of that, that advice is obsolete now because nothing's in the room anymore. Right, no. Everything's on tape. Everything is on, ta- on tape. All your auditions are on tape. I'm which gonna, is, I'm going to do that on tape. Please. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> just start your tape with, can I have a minute? No, you don't ask. You just, just turn your back on it. I should have done that with the Natalie Portman thing. I would have gotten it. Damn. They're just watching the room like, is this the last known video of Scott Patterson? What's happening? Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime, and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off, and I need something that works fast. That's where Astapro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray, and it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have Lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, what's your name? Hi, sorry. Uh, my name's Sophia. Um, I think you both are really awesome, but my question's for Scott. Um, with Jess, he was supposed to get a uh, reboot for his own show. Uh, were you in any part of that? Would you want to be in any part of that if he was able to get one? I know it was just rumored. This was like forever ago, but I think after season three, 
they did, were thinking about it when he was in California. He did. He did get his own show. He, they, they filmed a pilot. He he did a pilot with um, Rob Estes. Yeah. And it did. It didn't fly. Right. So they didn't then, get picked up. So then, where did it go? I wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Scott. <laughs> Let me look. It might be in my wallet. Uh, give Jack Warner a call, will you, Scott? <laughs> it's not in there. I don't know. I wish it was. That would be really awesome. But yeah. no, I uh, just, I mean, Jess is a top-tier favorite, so that's why I was kind of like... Kinda and it's a shame, I, not to interrupt you, but it's a shame because he's struggling so much now as an actor. He can't seem to find any work. He, he looks like he's having fun, though, so that's what matters, right? Right, right. Whatever happened to whatever. him? I don't know. Just poor Milo. Yeah. A few other actors, too. What's the name of the woman who played Suki? Has she oh, done anything? Oh, God. Uh, I th- I, no, it was, uh, it was uh, Mar- Martina... Some, uh, Something. McConnelly? Molly McConnelly? Right. Who knows? Thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. Hey, I'm Robert. Um, I really love Gilmore Girls. I watched it when I was younger. Watched it at least three times now, actually. So my question for Sean. As Kirk, what was your favorite role of doing his job? Like, what job was your favorite in that role? You know, the interesting thing is, like in life, my favorite stuff was when I'm not working. So, like, I love the, you know, like my favorite, all my favorite Kirk episodes are like the one where where Kirk plays Tevya and Fiddler on the Roof and the one where he's Jesus and the Festival of Living Art and, uh, you know, like searching for the eggs. And and I don't know if any of those are actual jobs, but um, I did really enjoy uh, announcing the hockey game as a job, only because... There's some, you know, egotistical part of my own psyche that believes that I would have been a really good sports announcer had I put my mind, had I put my mind to it, and um, and I got to sit down all day at work. So, thank you. <laughs> First, I wanted to say thank you. I met you yesterday. I was in a totally different getup, so you might not recognize me. Who did you point to? Uh, Scott. Hi. <laughs> I was the mathematician. You were very nice. Oh, yeah. I think Gilmore Girls means a lot to a lot of people, so I really was grateful that you talked to me. Uh, and congrats on Terminal List. That was amazing. Oh, thank you. But my question is, um, what were the friendships that you formed on the show? It's a really long show. Imagine a lot of friendships. And what was it like forming those friendships? Any favorite memories? I mean, my friendship with Sean is uh, going on 22 years now, and uh, it just keeps getting better and better. better, You know, it's true. Yeah, and and others, and you know, yeah. I mean, I think there's a part of us. You're gonna, on some level, um, you're gonna be sort of friendly with everybody forever. Like if you, it's like there are people I haven't seen in 10 years, but if I saw him, it'd be, oh my God, and you'd give him a hug and, and catch up and see, see what they're up to. But yeah, I'm friends with Scott and I'm friends with... Um, Except with Sebastian Bach, I'd run the other way. <laughs> you know, he's, he's like, ah, dude, ah, yeah. um, And I'm, I'm, I'm friends now with Amy and Dan in a way that I wasn't then, really. I think they scared me when I was a young actor, and now I, I think I, I think that I, I, I know them a little better. I, um, uh, John Cabrera, who's pl- who, uh, who played Brian, has been one of my closest friends since college, so that actually predates uh, Gilmore Girls, and um, Keiko and I are good friends. Anyway, I, you know, I don't know. It's, they're all great. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Um, Sean, I love your pants. They're awesome. Oh, thank you. Um, um, I just had a question about, I think the, there was some mixed reviews about the ending of Gilmore Girls, and I wanted to see what your thoughts were, if you liked the ending, if you wanted it to continue, or how, how you liked where it ended up. Originally, or in the, in the uh, after we did the... Um, she wants a Netflix. A year in the li- oh, uh, for a year in the life, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I don't like what they did to Rory. Yeah. I think Agreed. I, yeah. I, I, 
I... Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah! <laughs> yeah. I think you respect Ed Herman. You give him half the first episode to mourn and to go through that process, and then you do three and a half episodes of a huge wedding. And I just, it's, for me, it was a big missed opportunity to sort of introduce all of those machinations and shenanigans that would have occurred uh, the run-up to the everybody behind schedule and screwing up and falling. I mean, it just would have been great. Yeah. Um, and I think the fans really deserve something that was that on the nose, because Amy and Dan don't write things that are on the nose. They, 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 they go big when you expect them to go small and vice versa. So that's kind of the beauty of what they do, one of the aspects of what they do um, that few people do. Um, but I think in that situation it was warranted because it was just so obvious what the fans wanted. And I just think that was a time you got to give the fans what they want. Maybe they will. I don't know, eventually. So those are my two main points. I... Yeah, and I get a hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. I, yeah, I, don't, I, I can have a difficult time sometimes being sort of uh, critical, you know, in the, in the non-pejorative sense of the word, like really being able to sort of judge what, when I'm in something like that, when I'm so close to it. Um, I, I tend to know by the audience reaction, like if everybody hates it, it was probably a problem, you know. Game of Thrones, um, but if but if ever, and if everyone likes it, it was it was a good decision whether I thought so at the time or not. Um, I, I don't know really. I know I was sort of felt like the original ending of the series when we were done in two thousand seven was so unsatisfying, partially because we we weren't even sure it was ending. I mean, maybe, you know, it was like. I, it was like a half ending where we might do another something, but we might not. And so they kind of tried to leave it open-ended. Plus Amy and Dan were, were gone by that point. And, uh, and so there was something always unsatisfying about that. And I know that Amy ended it the way she wanted to end it originally. And uh, I don't know. I, don't, I, 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 I never really questioned that too much. So I, I sort of feel like it was... Um, I thought the episodes were good, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done differently, but I, I always leave that's your opinion about that is better than mine is. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jesse. Um, I think the real question on everyone's mind is the one I'm about to ask. <laughs> Dean, Logan, Jess. <laughs> Which team are you on? <laughs> don't care. <laughs> I was expecting Jess. <laughs> I am team Rory does not need a man to define her. Oh, good answer. <laughs> Sean, I think you should run for office. Answer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the non-diplomatic <laughs> answer is. <laughs> um, but I would only rate them by how I actually... No, I... I uh, <laughs> I don't know. I thought I always kind of thought. Honestly, if I did have to choose, I was probably Team Logan. I had I had Ted Ted Rooney uh, on who played Maury brilliantly played Maury. I had him on my podcast because I do a rewatch podcast. If you didn't know uh, on Gilmore, so uh, and, and so one of the questions that I'm you know we kind of came up with and they. Iheart came up with was, you know, at the end it's uh, called rapid fire. And I asked him a series of questions: well, you, Do you drink coffee? What? How many cups a day? Da, da, da. Are you Team Logan? Just so we got to that part of it, and and I asked him about who he preferred to be the baby daddy. And Ted Rooney's reaction was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And he just goes, "Oh God, that's gross. Who cares?" <laughs> <laughs> so love Ted Rooney. <laughs> We're at Comic-Con, though, so you got to say the Wookiee is your, is your choice. <laughs> For the, remember, did she have a fling with a Wookiee? Yes. She did. She did. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, no, More gold from the episodes. <laughs> Hi, it's nice to meet you both. Um, I have a question about the year in the life. So how did it feel, like, going back to the Warner Brothers studio? Did you feel like... Filming that 
four episodes like series was like did you feel like you picked up where you left off was that chemistry still there between everyone or just how did you process that I, I, I thought it was great. Uh, the diner, Luke's diner spe specifically was uh, really, it was like a 2.0 version of it. It was brighter, it was better. The floor was spongy because the sound department said, make a spongy floor. We're tired of squ the squeaks and the cracking and the stuff, wrecking the takes. And it was all just better. You know, one of the good things about Netflix, and it wasn't all good, but it was a lot of good. One of the good things about Netflix coming is they spent a lot of money on the production. Um, and uh, the technology had changed over the years since we last were there filming. So in, in nine years or whatever it was, um, I mean, the camera equipment, all aspects of, the, of how you make a film were vastly superior. Um, so it was really exciting to come back. And yes, we did... Uh, I at least I fell back into the flow uh, of the acting with those actors uh, pretty easily. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, I, I, I felt the same way. It was nice to have a little a little more space to like to to do what we wanted to do. It was like you know we had a little more time, um, which was uh, which was really cool. I, I was definitely like from a personal standpoint, I was I was nervous going back into it. I was like I was like I don't know if I'm like. I'm not sure where this lives in my brain. And it was really like the second take of the first day that I was like, oh, there's Kirk, he's right there. There's no, it was not, it was not difficult at all. It was like, it was like putting on a pair of slippers that, that you've owned forever, you know? Thank you both. Ah, uh, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Hi. Um, so my mom and sister like watch Gilmore Girls like every day. It feels like. Uh, anyway, I want to ask what your favorite cereal is. What's your favorite cereal? Come on, come on. Uh, I, I like those, um, the, the Quaker squares. Life? No, no, the, the actual, the Quaker ones, the Quaker oat squares. The little ones, the like, I forget what they're called. I gotta be honest with you, I'm not a cereal guy. I go right to the eggs. I'm an egg guy. All right, thank you. My favorite bourbon, you said? Um, probably, uh... <laughs> hey, um, I'm Brittany. My question is, so Gilmore Girls, I think for probably a lot of us, is our, like, anxiety show sometimes. My husband's like, my gosh, you're watching it again, you okay? Um, so what would y'all's anxiety show be, or movie, if y'all have one that you go to to feel comfortable? If I want to, like, chill myself out? Yeah. Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, recently, it's been Seinfeld. Okay. Very cool. Thank it's you. just full of laughs. Hi. I'm Caitlin. So my question is for Scott. So a lot of us are romantics here. So when you and Lauren had to figure out how to put the chemistry that you guys have been running around for you know, seasons and put that into your episode where you finally define your relationship, how was that for you? It's just there. There's no work put into that. That's just the two personalities coming together and something ignites, something happens. And you can't it can't be manufactured. It just, it's either there or it's not. You know, one of the, the great lessons I learned from uh, uh, acting class uh, in New York was we could always tell the guy and the girl that was doing the scene together that slept together because there was no tension in the scene and we were all like, you know, bored out of our minds. Um, so I'm not really trying to imply anything here, gang. But uh, if there's energy between people, uh, that translates naturally, uh, without any effort, that translates onto the screen. You know, that camera is a truth machine. You can't fool it. Thank you. Hi. Hey, I'm Casey. Um, what was the biggest acting challenge for you in either series, either comedic or dramatic, where you read the script and you're like, how am I going to do that? <laughs> I, can, I can say that I remember the one time that I, and I, I bring it up as my favorite episode, so I can remember one, there was one time I went to uh, Edward Herman, the great, great Edward Herman, and asked him for his advice, and it was for the episode, the Fiddler on the Roof episode, where, where Kirk is playing Tevya, and I'm like, and I... I was like, I, I had this weird, I'm like, should I be bad at it? The, like the singing, like when I have to sing the song, should I do it poorly for comedy purposes or just do it as well as I can? And I'm not a great singer anyway, so it will be poor anyway. <laughs> and like, it's just not like, a, it's like, it doesn't sound like much of a choice, Sean. Either you're bad at it or you're bad at it. But no, I couldn't, kind of couldn't really... I couldn't really decide what the exact sort of right way to play that was. And Edward was like, like, just totally go for it. Just completely go for it. And, uh, and he was absolutely right. So that sticks out. Uh, my experience with that, your question is, it was, I don't know, I think the first episode back from, it was episode two, season one, at Warner Brothers, and it was 6 a.m., and Lauren and I were in the makeup trailer, and one of the PAs just dropped off a new scene, hot off the presses, just, yeah, and you've been there, and it was 10 pages. Oh, my God. We're adding this. We're shooting, it's first up. And it was like, you know, you know, Lauren is all black ink. It's just chunks of dialogue, and then Luke might go, huh? You know, uh. <laughs> Well, I don't know. And then I had some, a couple of chunks, but he, she had chunk, 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 chunk. The challenge for her is obvious. The challenge for me was not to screw up her chunks. So it's all timing, right? So that's the terror when you have little like, huh, and what? 
You know, your timing can be off and it just messes up their flow. But we did it. We put our heads together and we did it and we went and nailed it. And so from that moment on, we knew we could just do it. I got one more kind of funny one, which is that there's an episode where Kirk does the, uh, it's in the, the, the talent, is it talent show or something? Where he, he does the evolution of man and he goes through <laughs> and he does the whole thing. And I read that as, and remember everything in the script is verbatim all the time. So every, every single thing is mapped out. But in that case, all it, all it says is literally just that. Kirk, you know, does a mime that is the evolution of man going from being a baby to death. And that's all it said. And I was like, this is interesting. I wonder like what we're going to do here and, and showing up and like going to rehearsals that morning for that scene we're going to shoot and, and talking. Dan Palladino was, was directing that episode and saying, okay, Dan, tell me, like, what are you thinking here? What do you got? And, he, and he's just like, I don't know, man. Just... <laughs> he goes, yeah, he goes, just do what you do. He's like, just do your, do your thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, well, I know. So now, for better or for worse, if you ever see that scene again, I guess that's my thing. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. Um, my question is Was there a cast member in particular that you knew shooting with them would take multiple takes or make you break character? He would make me laugh a lot. And it was, sometimes it was really hard. And when he was in the hot dog suit, <laughs> that was a tough scene. Because yeah. it was just like, I think everybody in the scene was cracking up. Because it was just such a bizarre um, visual, you know, right from the get-go. <laughs> so that was tough. It really is, honestly, I think it's the scenes with Scott. Because we did the, and like the, 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 Kirk's on the first date, and we're doing that, and he's giving him advice, and they start talking about Ducky and, and uh, what was it, and uh, Pretty in Pink. and uh, I don't know. I just remember, like, those scenes when you're, like, if you're, if you're cracking up over and over again, it gets dumb. It gets, like, performative. But, like, you know it's right when, like, the first, the first time you hit the rhythm perfectly, you can't help but, like, but laugh because it's like, oh, that's it. It's right there. And uh, those are good feelings for sure. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Um, Gilmore Girls has an amazing main cast and then also has some really cool recurring characters, uh, you know, actors and guest stars. Um, and actually, Rob Estes played Jess's estranged father, and then you went on his show, 90210, and played someone he was a surrogate father to, uh, Matt Lanter's character's estranged father, which I thought was a cool <laughs> switcheroo. Um, my question is, if you could, through hair and makeup magic, play any of the recurring characters or guest stars that came on Gilmore Girls, um, who would you want to play? I think you just blew their minds. It's a me, a Mario. <laughs> That is a rare example of both a good question and one I have not gotten before. Or what's your favorite bourbon? <laughs> Jameson. Yeah, probably so. Not Michael Winters, because he was too close to Luke. You know, he was kind of Lukey. I think... I think Rory... Because she was so completely vulnerable and sweet, and she threw all of her lines away in such a way that it was almost instructive. Because uh, she had no acting experience, so she had, you know, she brought a very uh, fresh approach to her work, and I always admired that—the um, simplicity and and. Uh, but it was also very rich what she did, and she never pushed. You know, she just never pushed. Um, so I think I would like to try that because it would be an interesting dynamic with Lauren. <laughs> I don't want to be your boyfriend anymore. I want to be your daughter. Speaking of Game I of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Right. I read too much ancient history. Yeah. Um, you know what? I would probably choose Paris mm. because... 
because I feel pretty well suited for the character that I played. And Paris is probably the most lateral move from from Kirk. She's like the she's more like a sort of female counterpart in her her weirdness and how um, how much anxiety she feels over tiny little things. Um, and uh, and I think that would be a lot of fun. Thank you. Hi, I'm Sam. I have a question for Scott, but first I wanted to say, Sean, I absolutely love what Kirk, what you bring to the show. I feel like it just, it just makes it. So yeah, I, I just wanted to say that. But Scott, I wanted to know specifically on the, um, the first kiss scene with Lorelai, how many takes did it take you to film that? And was, cause it was so perfectly done between the two of you and the banter back and forth of like, would you just stand still? And then would you just stand still? So how many takes did it take to do that? Well, I, I purposely blew a lot of takes. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, was it awkward at all? Uh, you know, you know, uh, honestly, it, it, it wasn't awkward, but we knew it was, was going to be a huge moment for us, maybe the biggest moment thus far, obviously. And we were both very nervous because we wanted to get it right. You know, we really, really wanted to get it right because if you, if you screw that one up, uh, you know, that's, there's, there's no coming back from that. So we re- and, and, and you could hear a pin drop on the set, and it was just... It was, it was filled with uh, energy, electricity, that scene, yeah. yeah. Well, you nailed it, so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I had a lot of practice. Hi. Um, I'm sure you guys have gotten this question a lot before, but, well, first off, you've both watched the show full through, or... <laughs> I, I never watched the show, and I, I have a podcast now where I'm watching the show for the first time, and then we're breaking down the episodes. I, I never watch a show. Okay. So, I, I made the sausage. I didn't want to eat it. <laughs> I'm, I mostly watched, I, I, I would say I watched the show in general. And I, I always watch my own stuff, which a lot of actors don't, but I'm like, I like want to break down what I did, and I'm a maniac that way. <laughs> Um, so then, what were you, Team Luke or Team Christopher? Luke. 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 That was Luke. my favorite reaction ever. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I'm a little, I'm almost appalled that you even asked. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, I'm Kellen. And um, just to piggyback off her a little bit, I watched with my mom and my brother who were wrongly Team Christopher while I was Team Luke. So people can just boo for them. But I have a very generic question. Did you take anything from set? And if so, what was it? I, I took a great deal. You deserved it. I, I feel that I did. It, it, it was a negotiating tactic. I was going to hold it hostage for more money per episode, and it worked out, actually. It was a bridge midnight. There was an exchange. You know, kind of yeah, no, I, 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 I took the, you know, my chair, the back of my chair. That's the only thing I ever take from... Do they let you take things from your work? <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm, an, just, is, I'm is an, that, an analyst, and I take like a lot of our office supplies. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, okay. Yeah, socks. That's my whole like. I'm. That's about as as bold as I get. Is I'll as I'll I'll leave my old socks and take the new ones that wardrobe gave for me. That's about as far as I can go. Otherwise, I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. Thank you both. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. 
From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Did you have a, a lot of fun working with your daughter, Gigi, and the tug and pull when you were supposed to marry Lauren? What, what was that like? Were you upset that it took so long for you to marry her? Uh, no, I think it contributed to building the tension for the show over those four seasons that it took. I, I don't think, you know, you give the audience what they think they want, and then they don't come back. You, but So you got to milk that. So that's, that's good. That was a good thing. You know, I would have milked it for another couple of seasons. You know, yeah, why not, right? Um, but uh, uh, Gigi, was that my daughter's name in the show? Was Gigi? Yes, the nickname. <laughs> Uh, so the question was, did I like having a daughter? Yeah. I, I did know you that, like working with her? Oh, God. You looked I, like you had a lot of fun I loved with her. her. She was such a pro, and she was so classy, and she was so smart. Is precocious. she acting now? I, yeah, I think she is. And her sister got a record deal as a teenager, like a 13-year-old with Warner Brothers Records, and made some albums. And, you know, it's a very talented family. Very, I love her. And I know the fans had a, an odd reaction to her. They didn't, you know, like how Luke was and what it made him do and act like to, toward Lorelai and the withholding of it and all that. But I loved working with her. I thought it gave him another dimension, and I really liked it. Her name was April. April. Oh, right. So I'm going to stick with that answer. Sorry. <laughs> April, that's right. I was like, that is not ringing a bell. <laughs> I did pretty good, though, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. Okay. Uh, hi, this question isn't really related to um, Gilmore Girls, but um, Sean Gunn, you play the physical embodiment of Rocket in the MCU. What's that like? Uh, it's probably for another panel, but I, uh, it's, um, it's a very unusual job. It ended up being the next sort of... Uh, 
you know, I, I don't know how to describe that. I'm, I'm a very physical actor. That's where I can make the segue from, from Gilmore Girls to, to doing Rocket is that I've always been, I'm very limber and I very, and, I've, and I uh, hopefully, you know, I use my body as expressively as I can, partially because I was born with such a strange body. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, um, and I've always loved doing physical comedy. And then when it came time to do Rocket, it was like to put me on the, I just got down on my hands and knees and started doing it from a crouch position. And now, I, you know, now I've done six movies as Rocket and it's, uh, and it's, uh, it's a hell of a job. Thank you. Thanks. All right, we got about five more minutes. So what we're going to try and do is see if we can't rapid fire through as many as we can. So I apologize if we can't get to your question, but if we don't, like I said, they have booths. You guys can come and get your answers personally there. Okay? All right, let's start. Um, so this is actually for him, again, because he wanted to ask two questions. But um, as Craglin, when you were playing in um, Thor, Love, and Thunder, you married a woman you just met. How's that going? Good. <laughs> All right. Thank you for your question. <laughs> Hi, my name is Michelle, and this question is more for Scott, because, Sean, you kind of already answered it. For the revival, you kind of gave it a thumbs down. What do you think they could have done differently? Well, like I said, you know, honor Ed and his passing and all he meant to that show. Give it a half to a full episode, and then the other three or three and a half do a big wedding. Will there be more? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. Thank you. I, okay. So I've been watching the show since I was five, and it's really helped me grow. My question is, um, if the characters were cast by, uh, to different actors, do you think it, the show would have gone differently, or do you think... Oh, no, big story? failure. Huge failure. Just <laughs> first episode canceled. Bye. My name is Isabella. Um, I kind of grew up watching you guys as well. My grandma has the biggest crush on you, like, on Scott. <laughs> um, my question is, even, like, before um, filming Grandma World, what was your first impressions on, like, what did you think, like, how it would go, if that makes sense? As soon as I walked into the room and met Amy and Leslie Linka Glatter, who was directing the pilot, and Gavin Pallone, I felt like I had finally, honestly, finally walked into the right room. Because when you walk into rooms a lot, and there used to be a, a designated pilot season back then where it was just a specific amount of time during the year where they'd cast pilots, you walk into a lot of rooms and you don't feel comfortable. And they're not the right people. So that just means it's a gut reaction. But with Amy and Gavin and, and Leslie, it was the right room. Awesome. So I knew it was, I kind of almost instinctively knew it was going to work out. Uh, yeah, uh, Gilmore Girls. Well, when I auditioned, I was auditioning for a coast, a one-day co-star role to play the DSL installer. Um, and I, um, my my agent at the time wanted me to pass on the audition and not go because they th because they thought, no, you're only doing guest stars now. You're not doing co-stars anymore. And my but my manager was friends with. Mara Casey, one of the one of the casting directors, and said, "Let's do this favor for Mara and go in and read the thing." And I'm like, "I'm like, I'm not too good. For, like, I'm still a struggling actor. I, I, and I'm like, I'm not too good for anything. Let me read the scene. If I like the scene, I'll go in and read. If it's if I'm saying, you know, can I get you a cup of coffee and leaving, then I won't do it. And I and I read the scene. I'm like, oh, this is funny, and I understand this material. This is like old old school comedy. This is like Preston Sturges. It's like I know exactly how this should work. And uh, and and it is one of the auditions that I I went in and read and read and did the scene, and I just it was right there. Like when I walked out, I was like, "You guys can go home." I just booked that role. <laughs> <laughs> I was there when he came out of the room, and I went home. That's great. Thank you. Hi, my name is Amber, and I'm just wondering what's the most awkward or hilarious fan interaction you've ever had. if you're legally allowed to share it. <laughs> I, there was somebody waiting when I bought a house, finally, in 2003, 
I, I left my little rent-controlled studio apartment that was 550 a month for all, exp- you know, with, it, it included everything. And I just, I wasn't leaving. But my accountant said, well, do you want to write this amount of money to the IRS or do you want to own a house and get the deductions? I said, I'll buy a house. So I bought this house and it had this breezeway. It, had, it was gated, it had a breezeway. It's very private. And coming home from work uh, one night, there was a, a, a German girl who was asleep in my breezeway. Um, and she'd found out, obviously, where I lived. And, you know, I, I woke her up and I said, are you okay? And what's going on? And she started speaking to me. I mean, all Germans, most Germans learn English growing up. So she spoke English and she said, oh, Luke, 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 Luke. And, and I said, listen, this is, I'm not going to call the police and it's not, um, you know, just don't do this. This is my private home. Um, <laughs> Um, and then I said, but uh, do you make schnitzel? Come on in. No, no. I, uh, 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 but uh, so she left and, you know, that, that was probably the most awkward, strange encounter I've had so far. They're usually very, very pleasant encounters. They're all great, you know. Thank you. Uh, my, mine is um, one of the first conventions I did after, the, after uh, Guardians. I was with Michael Rooker and a young woman. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Um, he, and anyway, but this, this young woman, um, had Rooker and I sign her arm and then she came back the next day and had our signatures tattooed on her arm. Okay. Did she have a German accent? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, there's no pressure, but this is a, unfortunately has to be our final question. Oh, we can do it. Oh, we'll do them fast. We'll do them fast. Yeah, I'm all right, real fast, real fast, okay. real fast. Scott, yes. you've been able to play a lot of different roles, not yes. only a romantic lead here yes. on Gilmore Girls, yes. but you've been a cop on the Saul series. You've had all these different roles, and somehow yes. you've managed to not be typecast. And how in the world did you pull it off? Um, I don't know. I, 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 just, I just play the role that I'm given, and I try to... Make it real. The answer is talent. <laughs> Next. <laughs> okay. Uh, we can do this. Hi, guys. My name's Will. A uh, question for both of you. What was it like working with uh, Ed Herman and Kelly Bishop? Were they, like, very demanding or, um, especially when she was grilling Luke, no. what was that like? Demanding. And, demanding. Yeah. <laughs> They're both geniuses. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean, I like... Right? Is there anything else to say? Uh, the first time I work, was working with Ed, I was nervous. And I don't get nervous. And it was like, I'm working with a legend today at a golf course. And it was really cool. Yeah, it's great. Right, Next. Thanks. Hi, I'm Sammy. Um, I, my question is for both of you. I guess Gilmore Girls has always been a comfort show to me, which I think a couple of people have said. And I think one of the reasons it is such a comfort show for people is the sense of community because of the, like, large cast of consistent, like, smaller characters, I guess, that feels very much like a family. Um, but that's kind of controversial in real life because people like... You're going to need to bring this yeah, around, yeah, yeah. Sammy. Um, so would you ever want to live in a small town like that where everyone actually, like, knows your business and involved in everything? Or would you actually hate to live somewhere like that in real life? I would like it, actually. I w- but I, the, the thing that appeals to me most is just... First of all, being able to walk everywhere mm-hmm. and um, and just knowing my neighbors. It doesn't mean I want them in my business, but like the, the sense that you have an extended family beyond your own home to the people that are in your vicinity is something that is appealing to me. Yeah, <laughs> Scott agrees. Next. <laughs> hey, fellas. Uh, my question, you already talked about the fact that you came in on that one episode, but you had another role before you finally ended up with Kirk. Yeah. Uh, can you talk, talk to us a little bit about that? It really was just a matter of Amy forgot that she gave my character a name in that first episode because in the script he was DSL installer, and so she thought, oh, this character doesn't have a name yet, and then a few episodes later she had him introduce himself as Kirk. Um, but, but, but what about Swan Guy? Right, it's the same thing. So Swan Guy, so it was DSL installer, and then it was Swan Delivery Guy, and then I did the episode where, where I was Kirk, and in Amy's mind, she just hadn't given the character a name yet, and then gave him the name of Kirk, not knowing that I'd introduced myself as Mick in the first episode. Yeah. To me, I was, I was, I thought I'm like playing 
sort of the same character, but not exactly. Like it's some weird, you know, like uh, um, interdimensional, like uh, multiverse thing or something like that. Like I didn't know and I was too afraid to ask. So I just like was like, okay, I'm just going to roll with it. And But you can see Kirk changes a little over the course of those first few episodes as I was kind of figuring it out. He doesn't really become really Kirk until about episode f- like three or four. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Maybe. Thank you very much. I don't think there's any more else to say. You definitely got your answers right here. They, they're definitely happy to see you. Thank you so much. Scott Patterson, Shotgun. Thank it's, you, guys. Thank you, guys. Appreciate welcome. it. Oh, 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 oh. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, scottyp.com, S C O T T Y P.com, scottyp.com. Grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.